This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Brewers on Tap. on tap the official podcast of the milwaukee brewers i'm Lane grindle and a reminder you can get involved each and every week with comments or questions to the brewers and to myself by using the hashtag brewers on tap well on this edition of the podcast we're going to catch up with brewers right-handed pitcher jimmy nelson and the manager of the brevard county manatees joe Aralt. the manatees off to a tough start this year but have been playing better recently and now this week in brewers history May 25th, 2007, Ryan Braun makes his MLB debut. He goes one for four with two RBI against the San Diego Padres. First hit came in the seventh inning off reliever Doug Brocale. Greg Maddox started for the Padres. He'd gone to hit 324, 34 home runs, driving 97 runs, and win Rookie of the Year, edging Troy Tulowitzki of the Rockies in the closest vote ever. He won by just two votes, 128 to 126. And of course, Bronny did that in just 113 games. All right, let's look at the week that was for the Brewers. Last Wednesday, the Brewers and Cubs were back at Miller Park, and it took extra innings to decide that one. The Brewers had a 1-0 lead going in the ninth before the Cubs tied it up. Had opportunities to win as well as the game wore on, but the Cubs prevailed 2-1 in 13 innings. Thursday, a bounce-back day game for the crew, and a chance to take the series was still out there for them. Chris Carter made sure the flight to New York City was a happy one. 1-1 one, one pitch, drilled to center. Back is Fowler, look it up. Game tied, 2-2. Two, two. For Carter, his 12th home run of the year. And we're all knotted up. And just for good measure, Kirk Neuenheis made sure of it as well. Neuenheis sends one to right and deep. Way back, get up, get out of here and go. For new and ice, and we've got a winner in the Woodman's Food Market's home run inning. Mark Sprague from West Dallas just picked up 550 bucks on a Kirk New and Ice home run, his second of the year, and the Brewers have the lead. The Brewers win it 5-4, take the series two games to one. Then the Mets welcomed the crew to town for a hard-fought three-game series. The crew jumped out in front in game one with a home run from, you guessed it, Chris Carter. The Mets would claw back, though, and win game one of the series while coming from behind in all three games in the series to sweep the Brewers, including overcoming a 4-1 to deficit on Saturday with Jacob deGrom on the hill for the Mets. There was a bright spot, though. Ramon Flores hit career home run number one. And the pitch. Swinging a drive into right. Granderson back at the wall, leaping, gone! 
for Flores, and the Brewers have the lead. David Wright hit a bases-loaded single in the bottom of the ninth to win it for the Mets, and then, of course, Sunday, a one nothing deficit for the Mets turned into a 3-1 to win. Noah Syndergaard was really good on the mound for New York. The Brewers had chances in all three games, but came up just short in all of them. Then after an off day Monday, the Brewers return field on Tuesday night to open a three-game set with the Braves. Ryan Braun left the building in the fourth for his eighth home run of the season, and Scooter Jeanette drove in Jonathan Villar in the eighth inning as the Brewers prevailed 2-1. to They're 19-26, and they'll finish out the three-game series on Wednesday and Thursday before returning to Milwaukee. All right, let's catch up with Jimmy Nelson. Let's catch up with the crew. Had a chance to catch up with Jimmy Nelson last week, and we talked about some of the starts that the other starting pitchers were starting to get deeper into games with and how encouraged he was by it because, of course, that's the goal. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, our main goal as starters is, is to get as deep as we can in games because we know we're giving us our team a chance to win and helps those bullpen guys down there who have been used a lot, you know, in uh, April uh, when we were kind of struggling as a starting rotation. So anytime you can go seven plus, really you feel you feel good about just kind of giving those guys a breather down there too. Um, and you know, as of as of now in May, you know, the, you know, it's it's kind of good to see our starting rotation is is starting to throw a little bit better, starting to get deeper into games. And um, you know, yesterday we won that one nothing game, and that's 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 a huge uh, that's a huge you know gold star, Eddie Cedar would say, for uh, the pitching staff. And and so things like that is is you know we had a tough month in April, but you know, making the necessary adjustments and, and getting better. You know, you are a guy that you're pretty intense, you're pretty focused on what you do. It seems like the minute your start's over, you get right back into your process of getting ready for the next start. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, it's one of those things where, um, you know, starting the next morning after after my start, you know, I'm, I'm looking at video, seeing if there's anything mechanically that, uh, you know, whether I felt it during the game or not, that, you know, I can look at and try to work on for my next start. And then, you know, um, starting the process of, of studying the hitters and looking at the hitters for your next start and, and, and trying to learn those guys inside and out. So it's just an ongoing rotation. As you have uh, continued to go throughout the season, Jimmy, you've been really consistent. You've been one of the guys that has consistently worked deep into games. And, and from that standpoint, do you, do you wear that with pride that you're kind of one of the, 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 the leaders of this, of this rotation right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, for sure it's – like I said earlier, it's our number one goal is to get deep into games and, and log as many innings as we can. I mean, because if they keep putting us back out there, that means that uh, you know we're keeping our team close or we're, or we're winning. So, you know, the the work that we put in between starts and in the off season is is what pays off during the season. Your stamina and your your strength and holding it throughout the long season. That's definitely one thing I take pride in. How excited are you guys when you see a guy like Junior Guerra who at 31 gets his first win earlier this year and then goes out and pitches like he did last night? How fun is that for you guys to see a guy like that come into his own? No, it's it's awesome, man. He's been he's been great so far. He's got great stuff. I mean, and for, you know, for a guy at his age to, to just the perseverance is, is something that uh, I think anybody can appreciate. Um, you know, so that's it's a good quality to have and, and he's a very humble guy, kind of a kind of a quiet guy, very humble guy and and um, it's exciting to watch him pitch. Last question, then we'll let you go, Jimmy. Uh, from the standpoint of what you want to see, the next step for yourself, where, where do you feel like you can still make the biggest strides moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the last couple of years I've, I've been taking baby steps in progression. Um, and I feel like it's been getting a little bit better each and every year, and and so I'm just kind of looking to take that next step, and I've been working towards that hard, and 
you know, doing a few different things this year that uh, I didn't do necessarily last year, and I feel like that's been helping me a lot so far. So just sticking to that and sticking to my work. Jimmy, thank you so much. No problem. Our thanks to Jimmy Nelson for joining us here on the show. Hey, let's get in the classroom with Sabermetrics 101. WGDP, this is a formula that takes into consideration how many double plays a batter hits into. However, it's not as simple as the raw number because where you hit in the lineup can determine how many runners get on in front of a batter and thus the number of double play opportunities may go up or down depending upon where you hit in the lineup. And so this allows for a more true comparison player to player in terms of staying out of double plays. Fangraphs describes the formula as such. To find a player's WGDP, we take the average rate of ground into double plays in ground into double play opportunities and apply it to the number of opportunities the player had. If they have fewer than average GDP, they get a bonus. If they have more, well, they take runs away from them, and that's how they calculate that. It's another one of many different things in the sabermetric world that can help you determine the value of a player. All right, let's check in on the Brewers minor league affiliates. Checking in on the farm. In AAA Colorado Springs, they're 18 and 22 going into Tuesday night's game. Orlando Arcia in the midst of a 14-game hitting streak. He's hitting 355, three triples and a home run during that span. Double A Biloxi, the Shuckers are 26 and 18, and catcher Jacob Nottingham continues to swing an improved bat. 3-2 payoff pitch to him is hammered deep charge left center field. Charge the light ball to the track at the wall. Get over the wall. Kiss it goodbye. Jacob Nottingham with a smash on a frozen rope deep and gone to left center field. That's home run number three. And the Shuckers take a 6-1 to one lead here in the second inning. That ball was tattooed by the Shuckers' slugging catcher. He's hitting 288 for the month of May, and left-handed pitcher Josh Hader continues to not allow anyone to score and to strike out ridiculous amounts of hitters. That's pretty general. I recognize that, but it's really true. He's 1-1 one one with a .79 ERA, 59 strikeouts in just over 45 innings pitched. Advanced A. Brevard County. The Manatees are 15-30 after win Tuesday night that saw rehabbing left-handed pitcher Will Smith throw an inning of one-hit no-run baseball. Johnny Davis continues to hit as the center fielder's average is at 316 on the year. Last week I caught up with Brevard County manager Joe Arall, and we discussed his team's tough start, but the improved play over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, guys are getting it going. You know, we have a few five or six first-year full-season guys that, uh, you know, college guys that skip the level, but uh, they're really coming along. You know, rough start to the year, but uh, like I said, starting to lock it in. We're starting to you know, combine the good pitching, hitting, and defense rather than just one of the three each night. So when the guys start stringing them together, we've got a dang good ball club. You know, this level, you know, what makes high A unique in your opinion? I would say this level here in the Florida State League, you're playing in the big ballparks. It's usually known as a pitcher's league just just because of that, especially here in Brevard. you got a big ballpark. The wind usually blows in from left field. You know, you don't get the fans that you would get, say, in the Carolina League, but uh, the level of play is uh, definitely up there. It's a great league. You mentioned college guys versus high school guys. Do, do you see 
I mean, is it a pretty good blend, or do you usually see more of the college guys ending up in high A and more of the high school guys starting out, obviously, in A and then maybe jumping to double A? I'd, I'd say this league is a good mix. I mean, you yeah. see some guys. I know when I was with the Reds, Yonder Alonzo skipped right in to the Florida State League. Certain guys will do that. We have a few guys, you know, that signed out of last year's draft skipping low A level. So, But I would say overall it's pretty a pretty mixed league. The, the high school guys working their way up end up getting to this level and then you know, just getting after it. Let's go through some of your players. Johnny Davis uh, had a chance to talk to him. He's a confident kid. He he knows he has great ability. He's a great story, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, from his background, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind when you say his name is speed. I mean, the kid can flat-out fly. You know, playing back in the day with Deion Sanders, you know, and, and seeing Billy Hamilton back in the day, those guys, he has that elite speed on the bases, just got to lock things in. And seeing the improvements over the last year and a half, I mean, having to deal with his knee injury last year, but how he's running balls down in the outfield, saving our pitchers so many runs, you know, in this short span in the first month. But uh, and his bat barrel accuracy, he's able to put the bat on the ball. He's doing a real good job hitting close to 300, getting on base. So just got to lock in the uh, base running and get him rolling. He could be an elite base dealer. He is a guy that hasn't played a ton of baseball in his life. So do you feel like there's a big ceiling for him out there? Definitely. I mean, he is 26, but when you kind of view him and the way his body moves, I mean, he moves like a 19-year-old. I mean, he's live-bodied out there, not only fast, but uh, very athletic, uh, moves around well. And it's, it's, it's fun, you know, giving him some homework assignments, talking to him about different players, having him watch videos of certain guys, whether it be a bunt technique, hey, go check out – you know, Norris Hopper on a push bunt or Chris Heisey on a drag bunt, different guys that are elite bunters, Brett Butler, you know, having him watch guys and, you know, studying the game of baseball. Okay, Bubba Derby, really impressive kid. Um, been with the organization just a couple of months, but seems like he's making a really good impression. Oh, yeah, very polished. I mean, got a plus sinker. I mean, attacks hitters, mixes his pitches well. Uh, you know, when you go over to coach third base, he's that guy, you know, along with Brandon Woodruff, who we'll talk about. Uh, they're the guys, the third baseman. They're like, man, this guy's got my number. I mean, he, he, he knows how to pitch and use his stuff. Um, with Derby, you know, coming over in the trade, you know, where does he have the biggest room for improvement? Or what does he need to do, you know, to take that next step? moving forward uh, he just needs to continue doing what he's doing he's on the he's on in the process right now doing all the things we've asked of him he's commanding his fastball you know his, his breaking ball is coming along he's doing a real good job you know handling runners you know probably get a little work being a little quicker to home play but overall he's doing exactly what we want him to do he's been very impressive Cody Medeiros is one of the youngest guys probably in the Florida State League one of the younger guys in minor league baseball period but um, tremendous talent and from the left side which is always a premium oh, as yeah. well uh, how has he handled the transition a little bit of a rough start seems like his last couple of times out have been much better yeah he's been real good he's either been really dominant or had to deal with a couple of rough patches but he he's very composed on the mound for a young kid only 19 how he is on the mound even if he's getting hit a little bit he's you couldn't tell if he was winning four nothing or losing five nothing he's same guy but movement on his fastball I mean makes hitters look ugly it, when we're on the opposite dugout, you better be behind the screen because there's a lot of balls getting rocketed over in that uh, opposite field dugout because guys are late on that fastball. He's sneaky, gets on you. And, and at 19, I mean, did you guys anticipate that there would be some rough patches at high A but at advanced A, but knowing there's, that it's good for him to work through those things? There's definitely been more positives than any yeah. rough patches. He's done a real good job. You know, I'd say the only negative has been his back locking up on him the other day. Hopefully everything uh, – he comes through, you know, it's a hot day, you know, just a little cramping, hopefully, and he's good to go. But, 
you know, anytime 19-year-old in this league, it's tough to breeze through a league, but he's he's got the stuff to do it. Ponce has been hurt, but one of the most impressive guys physically you'll, oh, yeah. you'll come across, obviously. Andre the Giant, I mean, he's a monster. I mean, just seeing a baseball in his hand, a baseball in his hand looks like a golf ball in my hand. He's a monstrous kid and great great makeup. I'm looking forward to getting him on the bump and watching him pitch. You know, I, I talked to some of those guys about, you know, the transition that so many pitchers go through from being a guy in high school that's a they're a pitcher but they're really a thrower and they just have better stuff than everybody else and then you get here you got to make the transition to being a pitcher you know how have you seen just in general with all those guys but maybe we start with Ponce make that transition to 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 up here yeah you know winning a lot of those battles I've only seen Ponce it was one game in spring training and it was a dominating performance I mean attacked hitters you know with his fastball good breaking ball he was he was on that day so yeah for him just seeing that one outing I'm real excited for him to get ready and get back on the mound for us to check him out but our other guys Dave Chavarria our pitching coach I mean he's top-notch guy knows knows the game and just getting these guys on a routine at this level so they're ready to go to double a but he, he does a real good job you know talking to them about how to utilize their pitches especially the change up you know and, and, and working with their curveball slider whichever their off-speed breaking pitch is and then maximizing their fastball velocity working on the four seamer we have some guys you know throwing two seamers like Derby but uh, a lot of our guys getting that, uh, being able to command their fastball, and he does a good job with those guys getting that across to him. Brandon Woodruff was here. He he's graduated, so to speak, uh, to Double A Biloxi. But what a start to the season he had! What was what was he doing so well? Well, seeing him from last year to this year, his confidence and strength through the roof in spring training. I mean, seeing him there, very determined, focused, different guy. And he went out on the mound, started the season just with dominating stuff from pitch one. I mean, seeing him from 95 to 98, anywhere in that range with his fastball, plus slider and changeup, also good curveball that he mixes in there. So a four-pitch guy, you know, he's got three for me plus pitches that he's working with right now, and the confidence is way up. So he's big, bright future for him. We were talking about Ponce being a big guy. Clint Coulter's physically as impressive as they come as well. Uh, and obviously hurt right now, but seemed like he was playing better before the injury, which was what made that unfortunate. For sure. I mean, he's got the tools to go with that size. He's got raw power. He's got a, probably the best arm in the league in the outfield. He's really starting to come along. You know, minimal experience out there, came in as a catcher. So just getting acclimated in the outfield, and he's doing a good job working with Ned Yost here now. He's worked with Reggie Williams in the past and Tony Diggs, our outfield base running coordinator. But, uh, you know, he's very receptive to the information, trying to take it into the games and getting him going. Hopefully he gets healthy and back in our lineup. What's it like to have Ned the fourth here? Do you guys have Love a lot him. of fun with him? Oh, he's the best. I've, I've been with him probably six years now. So, I mean, a lot in common, our backgrounds. His dad was actually one of our coaches when I was with the Braves organization. So yeah. we both like to hunt and fish. And uh, it's a good time with Ned every day. He does a great job. Call him the hit doctor. You know, works well with the guys. Comes with energy every day. Makes it fun. Uh, hey, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. You got it. Our thanks to the skipper of the Manatees. Class A Wisconsin, the Timber Rattlers are 21 and 24 on the year. David Denson is hitting 304. He's driven in 20. Outfield prospect Trent Clark was off to a good start, but he's been injured for the last week. It's not serious. He's expected to be back within the next few weeks. Jake Gatewood picked up two more hits on Tuesday night to up his average to 262. He's hit seven home runs in May. Freddie Peralta is only 19, but he's been really good this year. Peralta trying to finish it off with a flourish in front of 6,026 tonight. Fans are clapping, starting to rise to their feet. The 0-2 pitch from Peralta. 
him swinging and the Rattlers win. He's sporting a 2.01 ERA so far this season. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. All right, Spring Madness is back over Memorial Day weekend, Friday, May 27th through Monday, May 30th. 50% off tickets, special 414 concession pricing, $4 beers, dollar hot dogs and sodas, $4 nachos. Sunday the 29th, double kids promo. You're going to love this. Paint your own Bernie Brewer bobblehead. I've seen it. It's awesome. White body bobblehead comes to the paint set for the kids, and they can paint their own bobblehead, or you can too. Kids eat free Sunday. All kids 14 and under get a hot dog, bottled water, apple slices, and an ice cream treat. And as a special holiday bonus, the Brewers are extending Spring Madness an extra day, so fans can enjoy the discounted tickets and concession for Memorial Day as well. For tickets, call 414-902-4000 or visit Brewers.com today. That's going to do it for this edition of Brewers on Tap. Episode number 47 is in the books. Our thanks to our guest, Jimmy Nelson, and the manager of the Brevard County Manatees, Joe Aroff. Until next time, I'm Lane Grindle. Brewers! Brewers! Brewers!